Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and today I am joined by my co-hosts, Yang Guang and Fuyu. And today we will be talking about Lionel Messi, his move to Inter Miami and the impact that he has had on the team and the MLS up until this point. I think it's something that people have been talking about for the last couple of weeks, the, the impact that he's had just in terms of marketability. His performances on the pitch, you know, David Beckham's ownership and the influence of celebrity culture, it's all been really fascinating. And it seems like something really special is happening in Miami that potentially other European leagues and just global sports around the world can take note of because they seem to really be getting things right down there in Miami. But Yang Wang, I'll start with you. What have you made of Messi's impact at Inter Miami so far at this point in time? Well, I totally agree that... Um Messi is definitely a perfect addition to Inter Miami in terms mm. of um, his impact on the pitch. I mean, seven goals in four games. Um, Inter Miami is a different team now. Yeah. Um, a few months back, it's a weak side in MLS, and uh, that's seemingly every team can take advantage of. I think they um, went like 11 games without a win or something before he yeah, arrived. Yeah, it's in the bottom of the table. Crazy. Yeah, is there relegation yeah. in? I don't think there's promotion relegation in the MLS, is there? So if the, even if they finished in the bottom three, it wouldn't have mattered in, ter- so. in terms yeah. of yeah. As far as I know, there isn't a MLS B league. Yeah, there's no second tier. Yeah, yeah. So. Because it would. I mean, if that was a Premier League situation and you take over a club mm-hmm. like that and you're messy and there's potentially you have a heavy price, the, op- the opportunity paid, of getting yeah. relegated and playing in the in the B division, I think that would have been a little bit less appealing to him. So I guess. Mm-hmm. When he arrived, he probably, I mean, I'm sure he did want to get them further up the table, but I think he would have been less concerned about their their place in, in, in the table. He probably just thought, I'm going to arrive and do the best that I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, now Messi's arrival immediately raised team, and not only from, from the goal-scoring perspective, but um, on the physical intensity as mm. well. Um, I saw in numerous cases that Messi tackled opponents um, yeah, so I've in the seen midfield it too. and being physical. Uh, he seems to have learned from Sergio Ramos at yeah. his time at PSG, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, his influence is also on the mental side of the game. Um, overall, uh, Messi's on another level mm. of, c- of competitiveness compared to both of, both of his teammates and his Major League Soccer opponents. Uh, actually, actually, I think he should stick to European leagues at least for another two seasons. Yeah, um, he would still easily manage to produce a fifteen goal, fifteen assist a season. Yeah, um, but th- in that, if that's the case, why do you think he's made the move to the MLS? Like from my perspective, I think obviously David Beckham and the other owners at Inter Miami had a huge say in determining where he would go next, mm. and I don't think it was purely financial. I think that he believes that he truly can have an impact on the sport in America, and I think because he has already won and achieved everything possible mm-hmm. in football, including the World Cup, he's probably thinking, what can my legacy be as I approach retirement? And I think that he can do an even better job of raising the profile of football in the United States than the likes of David Beckham, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and Steven mm-hmm. Gerrard achieved. You're a good mind reader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's possible, but only after he won the World Cup. Mm. He won everything. I agree, yeah. yeah. So do you think that he wouldn't have made this move to the MLS if he hadn't won the World Cup? No. Yeah. Do you think, think he would have stayed would, in Europe? Yeah. Or maybe potentially have gone to Saudi at for some ridiculous amount of money, I maybe? I think he, he would stay in Europe. Yeah, I agree. N- not necessarily with PSG. But Th- that's the thing, though, because it seemed like the... P- what do they call the Paris crowd? They call them... Uh, 
I'm not sure what they call themselves, but like the fanatical fans, it's like a French word for it or something. I'm not sure what they're called, but it, it'll come back to me at some point. But you know the people that I'm talking about that protested outside of Neymar's house, that booed Messi even mm, yeah, just before he had even started playing. I mean, they were he was really being treated badly for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I still can't actually comprehend what it was. Um, but if Messi had not won the World Cup and left PSG, I can't really think of somewhere else where he could have gone besides returning to Barcelona and how would that have been possible with their financial issues? Yeah, I, I think Barca could be an option, but mm. only if he lowered his salary standard, mm. that's possible. I guess Barcelona is the one club where he probably would have been convinced to do that. Mm. So yeah, I guess, but you know, it always sounds like a great idea on paper. Like as a Manchester United fan, when Cristiano Ronaldo returned, I thought it was fantastic. I was so glad that he didn't go to Manchester City. I kind of liked the idea of him going to Bayern Munich, um, but I was quite happy when he returned to Manchester United. But mm. his disagreements with Ten Hag, um, you know, him not fitting in with Ten Hag's style and seemingly being a problem for Man United, even though he was their top scorer by like 10 goals, whatever it was, it kind of diminished um, his legacy at Manchester United, which makes me really sad because he was such an integral part of my favorite memories as a Man United player. Mm -hmm. So my concern for Messi is if he did return to Barcelona, potentially something similar may have happened. So I think that this story of Messi's career is basically a fairy tale because he didn't return to Barca but he so his legacy there is solidified I think it would have been solidified even if he did return but it's unblemished let's put it that way there's you know he's left as a saint almost he's gone on and won the world cup so he will be idolized in um, Argentina for the rest of his days at a similar level to Diego Maradona and now he's made this move to the MLS and now has the potential to do something really special there so in terms of his career trajectory, I mean, can you think of any other footballer that has had a more magical Hollywood scripted career than this man? Yeah, that's why I think um, being an Inter-Miami player is the best. Yeah, um, it really is. Perfect result for Messi. Yeah, and now. for David Beckham in Inter-Miami too. Yeah, and yeah. just for the MLS, I mean, the impact that he's had on ticket sales, mm-hmm. on shirt sales on just general interest in the sport in the US, you know, in his first month mm-hmm. has been astronomical. Yeah. Um, and I think he's also raised the value of Inter Miami like uh, uh, triple um, in since the time that he's been there. And they, they I think the, the, the current value of Inter Miami at the moment is 600 million US and they anticipate in two or three years time that it's going to reach 1.5 billion. Wow. Just because of the messy effects in inverted commas it's just it's incredible yeah that's why i think the biggest impact of messi on miami is on market level yes um, as a chinese football fan i i had never watched the major league soccer now i would <laughs> go to the web page to find the game highlights same. Um, of messi's game every now and then yeah and and i guess that's the same with the situation when cristiano ronaldo joined al when and the saudi pro league had tens enough, of millions of new viewers overnight. Yeah, but funny enough, and, and I'm a Ronaldo fan, but when Ronaldo joined Al Nasser, I was not looking for the results or if he had won or anything like that. But, but for some reason, I'm looking at Messi and trying to see hmm. what he does because every week he just seems to do something. You know, like Ronaldo is having a great impact and he's scoring goals and taking his team to finals and what, what, what. But Messi's impact has been like magical, like a 95th minute hmm. winner with a free kick in his first game. Um, coming back from what 2-1 down to draw 4-4 and then get through on penalties. Like what he's doing is 
at a similar level to Ronaldo, I guess, in the in the Saudi league, but it's just more dramatic. Yeah. So I think there's there's a sporting element to it, and there's also like a like I said, a Hollywood script dramatic element to it that is just so mind blowing. For you, what are your thoughts on Inter Miami and Messi's impact? I mean, uh, are there any other uh, points that you can touch on that we've kind of covered? Yeah, I think you've put it, you've both put it very well that uh, both Messi and the club have got things right. And that the club's owner actually says the number of subscribers to the MLS streaming service has more than doubled since Messi's arrival. And also Inter Miami's Instagram account also ballooned to more than 10 million followers. And We've heard reports that even before Messi started officially playing in the league, there's this, he's already had that effect yeah. on football in the United States where we the anticipation, the sport, yeah. yeah, the sport is not very popular. Um, there were sold out stadiums and ticket price hikes. Um, we know that American people like being in a crowd. So whatever <laughs> is happening, even if South they Africans don't know, too, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, whatever is happening, even if they don't know what it is, they'll be happy to join in. And I think this is one of the reasons why Messi is able to influence the um, Americans so much. There's definitely a culture of jumping in on the popularity bandwagon in America. I think, um, you know, people, I think there's an appreciation of stars there, um, you know, regardless of the industry or what it is that they're doing. I think that particular culture likes to recognize individuals that mm. transcend whatever it is that they're doing. And it seems like Messi is having that impact on football there. And I think that's the genius of Beckham and Inter Miami, because I think that they identified as far back as 2019 that Messi was going to have this impact on the league. And I don't think anybody else saw it or recognized it as accurately and as far back in time as Beckham and the, Inter the other Inter Miami board members did. So do you think that they also deserve a lot of credit in terms of convincing Messi to come to Miami? Because I think it did require a lot of convincing if the numbers that the Saudi league offered him are to be believed, which I believe um, it was something around um, 1 billion euros a year. Mm. I mean, how, how does any sane human being turn that down? I guess, you know, it required David Beckham to go and meet his father and maybe Messi's parents got a little bit starstruck. <laughs> I know when I, <laughs> yeah. I met David Beckham, um, when I was, I think I was 12 years old, him and Victoria Beckham had released um, signature and fragrances. Oh. Yeah. And um, I was just shopping at Macy's with my family and then I saw the fragrance and they said, if you buy it and you come back the next day, you can um, meet David Beckham. And I waited in line for three hours. And um, eventually there was David Beckham right in my, you know, eye line. And you really, even if you're not a David Beckham fan, like you just kind of get lost for words. You just kind of, you like, oh my word, there's the most <laughs> famous person in the world right in front of me. And um, I can, even though Messi's parents kind of have that as their child, there is, there is, also a David Beckham factor, I think, where he kind of went in and, and probably sealed the deal. But yeah, it's yeah. incredible how they're able to do that and how Messi is able to exert that influence in the United States. Mm. And I'm sure the club and also the uh, club owner and the league executives are very happy with that because he uh, his legacy not only improves the team's rankings, it also brings in a lot of money. It's also amazing to think about the fact that this is a, a guy that can barely speak English mm. and he's barely said That's a true. word and he's had this impact on, you know, an English speaking country. Yeah. Um, it's pretty remarkable because I think a lot of the sports stars in the United States that become popular 
look, their performances on the pitch or the field or whatever it is are paramount, are incredibly important, but their personalities also become very important. Yeah, I think of the likes of the first Michael thing Jordan. I always look for yeah. in, a, in a sports player. Mm. But it seems like with Messi, because he's such a magician on the field, they don't really care if he can speak <laughs> English or not, or they don't care what he has to say because what he does with the ball, it, it, it's the international language, yeah. English, Chinese, yeah, let's Spanish, learn, it's, let's it's learn irrelevant. Spanish. <laughs> it's irrelevant, yeah. It's pretty incredible. There's there's something else that Inter Miami's doing at the moment, Yang Guang, where um, they seem to have um, brought a couple of the Barcelona former stars out of the mm. old age home and back onto the pitch. <laughs> I think of the likes of Sergi Busquets, uh, Jordi Elba. There's been rumors that they're trying to get Luis Suarez in as well. Um, and there's always been that, I suppose, negative assessment that, look, these leagues like the MLS and the Saudi League... Because of their money, they kind of just go out and attract these former stars that are kind of past their prime just to bring some marketability to the league and kind of get some um, recognition. And it's not necessarily got to do with signing stars in their prime. Um, but despite that, Inter Miami are still playing incredibly well. And it's, it looks like Busquets and Jordi Alba haven't aged a day. So do you agree with Inter Miami's approach of bringing in these I wouldn't say former stars. They're still stars, but stars that are past their prime. Do you, do you, do you think it's yeah. a good tactic? Um, I think American clubs have long tried this method, mm. uh, signing aging star players like David Beckham <laughs> back with the LA Galaxy and the likes of Ibrahimovic, um, David Villa, Wayne Rooney, and now Messi. Steven um, Gerrard. Of course, it helps the league gain more exposure from media and raise the quality of the games. But... Um, um, I think it's not consistent. Um, as a Chinese fan, I, I think we have a lot to say about signing star players. We used to spend <laughs> hugely uh, for, for not only aging stars, but those in their prime. Yeah. Um, Flaney, Tevez, Carrasco, Carrasco, Oscar, Drogba, it's a long list. Mm. Um, Oscar was the big one that I remembered. He was getting paid yeah, ridiculous wages. He yeah. still plays for Shanghai. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they did bring the CSL to the peak, even European media started to broadcast chi broadcast Chinese games. But what's after? Um, the stars left and so did the fame and the quality of the games. It's on the bottom and hasn't even returned to the level before we had the star signing policies. Uh, I, mean, I mean the Chinese Super League. I guess for the stars to play in China was nothing but a gold rush. Mm. Um, but they didn't leave any legacy here. Um, so yeah, I don't agree on this approach of signing aging stars in terms of a long run for a team or a league's development. It may even backfire when they leave. Um, by the way, that's also why I'm not optimistic about Saudi Arabia's strategy of signing a bunch of quality players from Europe with its ambition of forming a breakaway league mm. from the top European competitions. I think in one or two years, they will find a failed project um, because it's just not how football works. But I mean, if it's just for a short-term target, like attracting fans, boosting ticket sales, yeah. or bettering the team's performance, go for it. Messi yeah. has given the best, best example of how it works. Mm. I think that has to be into Miami and the MLS's approach and even the Saudi leagues as well as that. Look, we bring in these big names to say, look at us, look at what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're attracting stars and then use that scope 
to attract the fans, attract the attention, and then in the long run, hopefully use that attention to develop their own talent coming through their own leagues. And I think the MLS probably has that idea in place. With the Saudi league, I'm not so sure because I don't think they're ever going to run out of money. <laughs> so I think that they can just <laughs> yeah, that's the keep problem, right? You know what I mean? So I think that they can just keep attracting the world's biggest stars. And I think they're going to be a constant threat to the European leagues because I think that for decades... They're going to be able to financially outmuscle the likes of, you know, the biggest European teams. And I think it's going to be very difficult for footballers to turn down going forward. So I think as the years progress and more and more stars turn to Saudi, I think, you know, they don't necessarily have to change their approach because I think that particular nation just has truckloads of money that we're not even aware of. Whereas I think the US has certain limits and they probably have a sustainability plan in place, I'm assuming. But Time will tell, but it's definitely very exciting times in both leagues at this point in time. And I think that the impact, the short-term impact of Messi, Busquets, Alba has been incredible for Inter Miami. And it'll be very interesting to see what their long-term plan is going forward. But I'm now going to hand things over to you, Yang Guang, to, um, to take us through the latest headlines from this past week in global sports. Well, first of all, the World University Games closed in Chengdu. As acting FISU president Liang Ziyad said the Games made the dreams of many student-athletes come true. At the closing ceremony, officials handed the FISU flag over to the representatives of the 2025 host city's Brian Ruler. Reports say German giant Bayern Munich has reached an agreement with Tottenham to sign England striker Harry Kane. The transfer fee reportedly reached 120 million euros, including add-ons. French media reports that Neymar has told Paris Saint-Germain he wants to leave the club. The Brazilian superstar is under contract until 2025 and reportedly wants to rejoin Barcelona. Caroline Wozniacki won her first match after coming out of retirement in a straight-set victory against the Kindley Beryl at Canadian Open. The 33-year-old had announced retirement in 2020. Sideline Story brings you all things sports-related. The hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, all with a very personal take. Subscribe to Sideline Story Podcast for heated sports discussions covering events that are happening in China and around the world. So... Yang Guang, um, there's been another element to Inter Miami's success at this point in time in terms of attracting fans and audiences that I think has been pretty interesting in terms of how things have been progressing there. Notably, of course, David Beckham, despite being a retired footballer, still one of the most influential and popular celebrities in the world. And he seems to have attracted some of the world's biggest stars to come and watch some of Inter Miami's games, mm. namely Kim Kardashian, LeBron James, just to name uh, one or two. So what influence do you think David Beckham and celebrity culture, particularly in the United States, has had on Inter Miami and the MLS so far this year? And should other football leagues around the world be taking note of what is going on at Inter um, Miami in particular? Yeah, first of all, I have to say Messi plus David Beckham is a dream pair yep. in terms of making a promotion. I mean, the cameras need to just focus on them too, <laughs> the whole 90 minutes, and there will still be people watching. 
that's the celebrity effect. Um, but do you think that's rivals. more of an international thing, though? Because I don't think that the two of them are that impactful in the United States, where someone mm. like Kim Kardashian and LeBron James, those <laughs> yeah. are probably the that's two why biggest they US celebs. Those, those yeah. celebrities yeah, yeah, yeah. to the games. And I agree, Messi does bring magic to the games. Uh, a last-minute game winner from a free kick, leading team bounce back from a 3-1 deficit to win through penalty. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, it looks like these performances were scripted beforehand, yeah. like in the movie. Literally. Um, yeah, of course, it's not true, but um, it certainly injected a dramatic vibe to Messi's arrival. Then if you have Beckham on the sideline, LeBron James in the stands celebrating, um, the only equivalent excitement I can think of is those superheroes gathering in Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's the U.S. culture. Uh, they yeah. want to hype up things with these dramatic touches and uh, celebrity addition. Um, it's in Hollywood movies. It's in the NBA All-Star Games. Mm-hmm. It seems like everything you see in this slogan of the biggest in history, the most exciting thing you would ever watched. And you know what? People buy it. Um, this sentiment is contagious, and it also works for Inter Miami and Messi. But for how long? Um, I still believe the solid foundation of a successful sports league is its own culture yes. built around people's enthusiasm and mass participation. The NBA success is not entirely based on those star players, but a huge basketball communi- community and culture in the U.S., it's because every college and even high school has its basketball team, and they are proud of this sport. Um, the same with European football. People love watching it because it originated from the most sophisticated football culture, training system, um, scouts, coaches, and most passionate fans. Mm. Um, of course, the European leagues or other leagues can take notes from how Inter Miami came to the spotlight and how they make everything entertaining. But... Um, I think meantime, it also reminds everyone that um, while maximizing the market performances with these methods, don't just stop building this sports culture. Don't stop digging for the right young players. Yeah. Don't make it um, sparkling outside, but hollow inside. Sustainability definitely has to be into Miami and the MLS's mm. approach going forward, because I think what they're doing at the moment is genius. Messi and David Beckham, like you said, it's a dream pair and it'll attract football stars, football fans to Inter Miami. The likes of Kim Kardashian, LeBron James and the crowd, that will attract celebrity culture fans and bring even more attention to Inter Miami. So that double scope, I think, has been fantastic for Inter Miami and the MLS. What they need to really work hard for going forward once this kind of buzz simmers down Mm. is maintaining that level of interest which is something that the the major league baseball um the nfl and the nba doesn't have to do anymore because they have solidified their place in american viewers hearts and i think that's something that inter miami and the mls will have to work out going forward and i think that brings up uh marketability for you and um in terms of Inter's marketing approach, you know, they've done things like we've said, used celebs at games. They've got that bright pink kit that everybody seems yeah. to be wanting as well. Um, I think Messi um, shirts have sold out in ridiculous numbers and mm. people are really struggling to get it. So what do you think of Inter Miami's marketing approach so far? And do you think that they'll be able to sustain this level of interest in their club and the MLS in the long term future? You might be surprised to know that I really like their dramatic marketing. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it, I love it. It seems like uh, it's an American thing. People there seem to really like 
make a big deal out of everything. <laughs> Remember the uh, Formula One Miami Grand Prix this year? It was, I believe, it was in May, and the there was this dramatic driver introduction. Yeah, and which, there was a celebrity soup. The whole <laughs> every famous person in the world was there. It was brilliant. Yeah, the driver in- introduction obviously entertained the crowd, but apparently none of the drivers really liked it. It's like a cultural thing. I think you know, there's just different ways of sports entertainment and、uh, different ways of approaching sport, and the American way is very different to like the European、mm-hmm. or the Asian way. Yeah, people there seem really like to maintain a high profile,、mm. no matter what they do. And、um, <laughs> I think for American people in the United States, it's not like in other countries where if you want to hype up people's passion about football, it takes a well-known player such as、um, Karim Benzema. But in the United States, where most people don't know anything about football,、mm. it takes a player of Messi's level for them to realize how big that. This is. I think you know. Just looking at at this point in time, there's obviously an incredible hype around Inter Miami, the MLS celebrity culture. Like I said, the pink kits, the dramatic impact that Messi has had on the field and, of course, off the field. And I think the only question that's going to be raised at this point in time is: Are the fans going to maintain that level of interest? And is the MLS and Inter Miami going to figure out some sort of sustainability plan that will allow? Soccer and the MLS in America to be able to compete with the likes of the NBA, the NFL, etc. Going forward into the future, it should be very interesting to watch indeed. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you very much for joining us, and of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic, and we will see you then. 